E noho ki nā reke o Uenuku, kia ora ai te iwi. To sit at the foot of Uenuku, that your people may prosper. E nā iwi, e nā hapu, e nā kārangaranga maha o te motu, no mai haere mai ki te hōtaka nei a te ahikā. I'm Mariah Rakraku. And I'm Justine Murray and you're with Te Ahika here on Radio New Zealand National. Later on we'll bring you the results of two regional kapaka competitions that's taken place in the last few weeks. Matatsua and Te Arawa. Yep, it's a busy time for kapahaka all right around the motu. I know Justine and I have our favourites. They're all gearing up for next year's National Matatini in Rotorua. Back to this week's show. Forget colonisation by Pākehā. What about colonisation by iwi? When you look at two written by Patricia that's set in Taranaki and um, that was uh, when Hone read it and was inspired to um, adapt it you colonised the play and I've had a few conversations with Whareoka Wano about that and uh, <laughs> we also Carlos Drinkwater who's in the cast because Carlos is from yeah, Taranaki yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know he was kind of um, yeah. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actors Kirk Torrance, Jared Arawiri, Taumurua Emil and Matariki Fataro from Tawata Production 2. Part of the New Zealand International Arts Festival, laughing it up with Mariah, they're coming up. And our series Now Marae o Te Motu is back. We're in Wellington bringing you marae from the area, starting with Te Mangungu. Ke te mohi o koe? Ke te um, Te ngua Mangungu, no hia tērā ingoa. Kai rutu i te paipera. Oh, in, in the Bible? Bible? What does it um, mean? It means the reed that was... Uh, there's a verse where it talks about the reed. The reed? Yeah. There's a reed that... And it was smashed up. Oh, yeah. okay. It, it represents the way Jesus, when he was crucified. Nā reira, ranga kōrero e heke mai nei. That's what's coming up on Te Ahika. We've got you covered for the next hour. Te Ahika, Radio New Zealand National. Not a day goes past when we don't hear about job cuts, redundancies and various strike actions by hundreds of workers around the country. And it all has a trickle-down effect from the worker to their families to the community. And with such tough times ahead, there's nothing like being part of something that rallies at a flax roots level and helps with the basics of just putting kai on the table. Moturangi Haura is based in Moira, Lower Hutt. Like many organisations, they operate on the smell of an oily rag and one of the services they offer is a food bank. Justine visited them on Food Bank Day, that's every Tuesday, and found out for herself what the kaupapa was all about. And it's not all gloom and doom. Um, kia ora, um, my name is Maureen Swana. I've been living here um, in Te for um, 20 plus years. Um, my iwi are Tūhoi, Ngāti Kahunini and Tapuika. Kia ora. Um, what's, so what's the name? Where, where are we here um, the, these, these premises are in, in Moera, um, and the name of our organisation is Wichirangi, Haura Marae Trust. Um, basically, we service a lot of, um, and, and advocate and afi, a lot of uh, low-income whānau. Simple as that, really. Oh. Simple as that. So it's roughly about half past ten at the moment, yes. is it? About um, Tuesday, and we have about a dozen people lining up outside. Uh, what, what will happen today, this morning? Um, the food bank, uh, it, it, it happens about ten o'clock Tuesday mornings, um, and many low-income whanau from around here come to get um, bread, vegetables um, and fruit, um, and we service um, almost 200 people 200 from this food people. bank. So this is quite a just a reasonably sized office that we're in. Um, we've got a, um, a whole lot of a number of volunteers. Everybody here is voluntary, including myself. Uh, we have Komatu Queer who totoko um, this mahi, uh, mainly because it fulfils a need for um, um, Fano. Um, so we've got a range of people here who come. Um, they unload the vans that come to um, bring the the kai from um, different. Um, supermarkets and then we um, sort out all the food 
and soon we will open the doors and people will come in and get their, their supplies. Kapai, okay. This so happens on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis, yeah. every Tuesday. Yes. Okay, so before we open up the doors, I'm just going to go over there and um, they'll be too shy. Do you reckon they'll be too shy? Okay. Okay. This is our receptionist. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. What's your name? Okay. Oh, daughter. Mother, daughter. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what's your, what's your role, Phaedra? Uh, my role is to um, just take down the names and the dresses of the people that come in for the food, uh, food bank. And so you just take their names and their details? Yeah, yeah. And, and how many people are living in their household. And will that determine what kai they get or how much kai? Uh, uh, how much kai they get and what they get. And what they can get. Kia ora Phaedra. We're sort of just moving towards the area where all the kai is at and we've got bread. I can see some Chelsea buns, some vegetables. And, um, <coughs> Kia ora. So what are you doing here at the moment? We're sorting out the veggies so that they're in order. Um, to pack into bags as people come in and take their food. And what veggies do we have in front of us? Oh, we've got um, lots of cauliflower, silver beet, cabbage, halves, box of carrots and other um, Taro? veggies. Oh. No, that's um, sweet, sweet and a lot of salad stuff. And so is it sort of like one bunch per person? How we, we, it, we, we do it in... Um, on number basis? Number basis. Number basis of people. So if there's two family, two adults and three children, we pack bags accordingly. And will all this go today? It will go probably within the next half hour. Kia And how long have you been volunteering here, Huya? Some years. Some years. Yes. Kapai. Kia ora. Yeah. Okay, so we have avocados and fruit, and I'm here with uh, Millie. Do you put these into packages, Molly? Or do they just come along and grab one each? The... No, no. They, they come in and they bring their bags oh. and you fill it. They say how many in a family, so you put enough for the families. And so it's, would it be yeah. your role to get the yeah. produce? And they them? come in with their bags and we just fill it up. See, all the bread is the main thing that goes here. The bread? Yeah. Moving around here. So right now the whānau, the voluntary whānau here are um, getting the kai prepared on trestle tables and they're just stacking up the banana boxes and the time is 20 to 11 on a Tuesday and there's probably about maybe 15 people gathered outside the food bank here in Moira, ranging in ages from old, young and some with Nolene Smiler who is the organiser here to just have a quote at all um, about the runnings of the food bank. How long has the food bank been running for? Um, for, for quite a while. Um, I would say about over a year. Oh, just over a year? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure how long, maybe a year and a half. When this wasn't an operation, it's only been a um, year, what, yeah. what other food banks were operating in the area? There used to be a big food bank in, in Lower Hutt, um, and, and that basically serviced all of the, um, um, the, the, the hut area. Um, but what's happened is that um, a local organisation called St Vincent de Paul, yep. St. <laughs> St Vincent de Paul, the, the, they are the ones who get all the supplies from the supermarkets and they decided it was a good idea to actually allocate and set up um, community organisations like ours, um, in particular organisations that had strong connection with the grassroots whānau. Um, According to the area? And, yes, and, and we are one of those areas. There's another one in Wainuimata, there's another one in uh, Stokes Valley, um, another one in Nainai. So, so oh. these food banks are happening throughout the area. Yeah. And they're all in close proximity to each other, so that's yes. good. And that yes. means that people who live more yep. close to Wainuimata can Absolutely. go there. What's the, um, what's the highs and lows of the job? <laughs> the highs and lows of the job. Um, I, I guess for me, the the, the, the lows um, is that you know we're seeing more and more farmers coming here. Um, that that I would say would be probably the, the low of this job. The high is the fact that we we were able to help them like this. Um, yeah, to me, it's it's about supporting them as much as we can. 
In terms of the people that come through here, is there a range of um, cultures, of of ages, of people that may have, you know, I mean, it's pretty tough out there financially with a lot of job cuts happening. Is there a range of um, people that you see? There are. There are uh, quite a wide range of people. Um, and, 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 and the majority of people who come here are Māori whānau, but we're seeing an increase in, in different, different um, Chinese, Asian, um, a lot of immigrants are coming here, um, so we're seeing an increase in, 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 in those um, families as well. You must feel aroha for everybody that's lining up today, but you know, for the young mums that have got, especially like young ones yeah. at home, is that particularly tough? Yeah, um, there's a whole lot of struggles going on out there, you know, with, with whānau. Um, young mothers, I guess they're young, you know, and that, that's, that's kind of what gives them, um, you know, the, the energy, I guess, um, that they need, you know, to, to, to get, you know, get their families through each day. But, but they do say it's very hard. They do. You know, I, I'm kind of overwhelmed that they could come here and be so thankful for what they get it. Honestly, they, they, they are so overwhelmed. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, these whānau out there, they, they're that desperate that they come here and they're overwhelmed at the little that we give them. That overwhelms me. I still have to figure out why. You know, I, I, I don't know. Because it's clay on the table? Yeah, but, but it's just yeah. the way they're, the they're, they're just so thankful. They, they, they it's a lifeline, really. It could be the difference between, I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it kind of gives you an indication of, of what the, the, the position that, that, you know, some of these whānau were in. You know, if they can come to a food bank and be thankful, well, then, um, you know, that really shows you just how, um, how, how struggling, how whānau are. Kia ora, Nolene. Well, um, I'm not too sure what's happening. Is the doors doors opening soon? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm just I'll just I'll let you go. <laughs> Thank you. So the doors open and we have the uh, people Hello. coming in. And so right now we've got people lining up. So what we do is we kind of depending on how big the whānau are, because we ask them how many adults and how many, how many tamariki you have in your whānau, they tell us, and so that's how much kai they get. They get a bit more if their farm are bigger. Fruit, vegetables, and prawa. Uh, that's basically what they get. That's what we get supplied with. We we don't have um, you know tinned food or that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't get that. Um, I understand they have to go somewhere else for that. We supply um, a big uh, mental health organisation. It's based down there, so we put aside some boxes for them. Um, Sometimes it's a hundred people there, so uh, yeah, um, we, we we put a box aside for them every 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 week. For the for we what we um, take five, which is a, um, a mental health um, oh, okay. yeah, yep. organisation down there, mental health wellbeing. So we, we've got quite a strong association with people around here as well. <laughs> we had a strong association with Komarta. Uh, we kind of know the ones who need a bit of help, so we go and take out the, the kite to them. Um, because, you know, they, they're not very mobile, some of these queer and komatsu, and they're not very mobile, so we take the kite to them. So they've already got their, their orders made up, so when this all finishes, oh, then we start so going to do the kite already aside yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to have a thick skin for this type of mahi? I think you have to have a lot of aroha. But that, that, that's what kind of keeps you going. And I, and I speak from, from my own personal experience, you know, because um, a lot of these whānau, um, they could be my whānau, you know, they could be my whānau. Um, so, you know, we, 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 somehow we all have to find a way of supporting each other. Nolene Smiler, Millie Hawiki and the whānau, or Justine at Muturangi Hauora. Now for a few photos, you can head to our webpage, radionz.co.nz, forward slash te ahika, that's T-E-A-H-I-K-A-A. And peep out the Facebook page too. Click like and you'll get our weekly updates about what's happening on the show. I'm Justine Murray. And I'm Mariah Rakraku, and this is Te Ahika.
Second Story, two, by one of the country's well-known novelists, Patricia Grace. Adapt it. Workshop it, develop it some more. Present it, develop it again. And then go through the process all over again for the International Arts Festival. Doing that requires patience, goodwill, humour, long hours, commitment and crazy as planning. And then there's pulling together an ensemble cast of ten, drawing from a pool of mildly actors around the country. Maria met some. Entering a rehearsal space when a show or performance is days away from opening is always filled with trepidation. For me, wanting to talk to performers and get a sense of what they're doing while not getting in the way. And for the performer, who is usually completely focused on their performance, well, they view media intrusion as, well, a ha <laughs> Of course there's exceptions, which is what I found when I was led to a room backstage at Toy Fakadi during the rehearsals of two last weekend. Kira, ko my koro has a saying that uh, if you're ever asked uh, no here queer, um, your answer is to be no nga hawe fa. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, well, then we're related as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. All right, so you're both. Um, in the production of Two, can you just break down what your character is within the story? Okay, my character is called Older Two, which he's not that much older, really, you know. Yeah. On the radio, he's not. <laughs> but um, I'm Older Two, so I, the play is in two streams. There, there is a modern-day story and a past story. The modern-day story, where Older Two lives is set in 1971 on the east coast and the older uh, and the past one is 1940 not from about 40 onwards say to 44 roughly mm. uh, maybe even 38 um, and my character has suffered a traumatic event in his young young days uh, in relation to the his war effort and it has um, fractured his life up to this point, and at the arrival of Jared's character, Benedict, who's my nephew, and his uh, sister, who's my niece, uh, he is a lonely, uh, hurt, angry older man. And they arrive to uh, draw a story out of him, which makes him relive his past, which is something he knows he needs to do to be able to be someone who can understand love. Which also means that Farno hasn't stayed in contact with each other. No, well, yeah. I was quite active. Older two was quite active in that, in keeping everybody away at arm's length. So these two were brought up uh, in Ōtautahi, mm-hmm. uh, Ōtipot. Uh, no, yeah, Ōtiputi. Yeah, yeah. Ōtiputi. And he's taken himself back to uh, the East Coast and locked himself away. So he fuck up is back to where he is now. And they've looked they've looked after him, but he's made sure he's kept everyone at a distance. Yeah, he, he's 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 hidden himself uh far from everyone mm. else. Which is interesting because uh I, I so uh I play Benedict in the show and he's he's a part of the storyline uh which is in the present, which is the seventies. Um, and yeah, so uh, Benedict, co I play, and uh, Eden Daniels, who plays uh, Gemini, are uh, on, bro- a search on a search, yeah. And they've travelled up from um, uh, um where their mother has moved. Uh, their, I mean, sorry, their grandmother has has shifted um, to kind of uh, get away from 
some big value, really. And uh, so they've grown up um, predominantly in a... Te Alpaca, it's really? a, yeah, yeah, essentially, Te Alpaca and... Um, and they've done well. Yeah, it's and now, yeah. They're, now it's the time they're, um, yeah, they're in their mid twenties, so they're asking questions about yeah. identity. And they were raised by their uh, nanny and uh, my sister. So they're wanting to reconnect with their taha Māori. Yeah, and yeah, they're beginning to start that journey. Oh. Jared's character's got some news for older two that he he sort of wants his blessing on, really, mm. which is quite difficult for older two to comprehend the reasons why and uh, and and. To give it his blessings for it. Yeah, and and Rimini is kind of the driving force for us to come back um, back to um, the coast because um, she's on a journey as well of trying to figure out who she is. Well, essentially, she's the, she's the one that's asking the big questions of herself, and Benedict just stumbles upon those <laughs> in his pursuit of some blessing. Yeah. So, as Maori male actors, is this sort of stuff? I mean, is this gold? Because, I mean, is it, is it touching upon things that you've experienced yourself growing up as Māori here in Aotearoa? Uh, well, yeah, it's easily identifiable, um, which, which is uh, the great thing about the novel, as well as um, what Hone's done with the, with the script. Um, uh, because uh, when you look at two written by Patricia, um, th- that's set in Taranaki, and um, that was... Uh, when Hone read it and was inspired to um, adapt it, he colonised the play. And I've had a few conversations with Fari Hoka Wano about that, and uh, <laughs> we also Carlos Stringwater, who's in the cast. Because Carlos is from Sudlake, yeah, yeah, so you know he was kind of. Um, yeah. What is this? Over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he had to um, say his say his karakia uh, every day before. <laughs> I don't know, I think it's also, um, for my feeling, is, is acting gold. Uh, typically in these sorts of plays, the range of uh, emotions you have to deal with per scene over the whole story, uh, you, you know, you, you get a full gallop going as an actor, which is a lot different from the sort of TV stuff that you get thrown at, that gets thrown at you. Um, in terms of, you know, this is... You know, male identity was uh, was starting to be questioned in, in that era in New Zealand mm. uh, and uh, across the board. So, dealing with this from a Māori perspective, that was, you know, still we were urban, but yeah. still struggling with it, and mm. you know, dealing with these sorts of things, returning home, and but still feeling lost when you're in your bubble going. You know, mm. you can't. For older too, you know, he 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 just cannot connect. Anywhere, and it's because he's got this mamai to deal with, which he's actively pushed, yeah, kept hidden in his. Uh, which I'm guessing many of, um, well, I know my kroa did, yeah, both yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. guessing the same was for your two. Yeah, I think a lot of Kiwi males can touch someone who has had issues with uh, wars like this. Uh, you know, it's a bit like my uncle of mine went to Vietnam and, you know, he had to get, he had to go through. Two wives, and uh, the third wife finally got him to see uh, see someone, a therapist, which You're was suffering post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, yeah. And you know, now that he is, was willing to do it, rather than just drink it away, well, and he never drank it. You know, I mean, you can't drink that sort of thing away. But there, the so many of them to, gave it a yeah, good go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, so it's it's you know, through things like this, you know, perceptions change, which mm. is good. I think in terms of a societal kind of shift as well, like so we've had the the, the migration, the urban migration, and and trying to um, uh, you know uh, uh, climatize ourselves to to Pākehā, to to to, to Pākehā ways, and now uh, when I look at what's happening within Māori Māoridom at the moment. Um, there's a, there's a, you know, this big renaissance of, of um, the language and, and um, tikanga and all that stuff. Now, um, those, it's kind of like those who have been um, brought up to Alpaga, um are starting to flounder a little bit, you know, <laughs> and and um, which is kind of cool. But there is a whole bunch of people now that you know don't have the language uh, Maori that don't have the language, whatever, and we've got this amazing 
flash people now that mm-hmm. that that know know their roots and know their language and know everything and and they're kind of leading the way and but they're urban as well it's like wow okay mm. you know so so there's it feels like there's that shift kind of happening and i think that's that's what the play is kind of commenting on as well i guess the reality is um we lost so many maori men during the second world war yes. so many so many of the, i mean nearly every maori whanau lost somebody in the in mm. the battalion yeah. And well, then the ones that came back were We damaged. also lost. Mm. And I think it's the ones that came back and that were lost. Uh, you know, generations have had trouble dealing with, surviving with someone who survived mm. the war. So, mm. you know, from 44, I think it was 44 to 48, and then Vietnam yeah. was in 68. So, you know, yeah. it was only one or two one generations. Generation. Yeah. Before they were back in it, and then they came back from that and, st- and were lost again. And mm. it took two or three generations to, mm. you know, be able to deal with that, those feelings and be able to deal with trauma and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Is it a joy to have an all Māori ensemble? Oh, it's hoha, man. Never, <laughs> never, on, never, never on time. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got any money. <laughs> All, the, all my shoes have gone missing. <laughs> oh, one of every of my shoes has gone missing. <laughs> oh, but we have great parties, no? Yeah. <laughs> everyone can yeah, play everyone guitar. Can <laughs> yeah. Everyone can sing, everyone plays the guitar. Oh, you know, been, um, it's been pretty, pretty hard on rehearsals. Been doing some, um, a lot of physical stuff, a lot of physical stuff in here, and a lot of lifting, heavy lifting. So it's, <laughs> it always helps, eh? So you two are playing characters in two, but you're playing the characters that are set in the 1930s. Uh, 1940s. Um, just, just, I think it's in the middle of the outbreak of the um, Second World War. So yeah, 42 maybe, 43? Mm. You're playing brothers. Alright, yes, I'm the youngest, I'm the Portuguese, and uh, no. I'm the middle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the hippie pango, or the hippie ma, depends how you want to look at it, I guess. And what's your character's name, and tell me a little bit about it. Uh, Boydie. I play the character of Boydie. He's, um, I guess he's the charmer of the family. He's trying to teach his brothers how to how to call it all to the wahine and let them know that you know that, that the aroma of a woman is one of life's great mysteries, and you know he takes it upon himself to gain understanding of that mystery. So um, he's trying to inf- educate his brothers more, more so, as well as he's the one who wants to go to war. So that's his place. That's where he fits in. So yeah, uh, I play the character of two. Uh, young too, sorry, and um, uh, he uh, for me for me a young too just really wants to grow up and be a man. That's what his thing is. Sort of. How old are you supposed to be? Uh, seventeen, <laughs> sixteen, seventeen, and um, his idea of being a man is going off to war, fighting fighting for his country and and doing all that. And so he sneaks off to war, um, uh, unbeknown to his. The rest of his family, he sneaks over to join his brother Boydie, 
No taringa. Well, no taringa, all right. And it's reflective of what actually happened during that time as well. So what's the age difference between you two? Uh, 10 years. Yeah, Bordy's about right. 25, 26. So that makes sense in terms of you're part of the one of the later reinforcements, mm. which is when the ages started getting younger and younger mm. because all the older men had already gone in the first lot of reinforcements. Uh, first, First in some lot. cases, they got older and older. By, yeah. by the time the, the story takes place, um, they weren't even training them here in New Zealand. They were shipping them over, doing a bit of training out there. Sort Putting of. a gun in their hands. Yeah, yeah and then going for it. So the, you signed up one week and you're off the next week at this point. North Africa, Crete, and then yeah. you know, you're into it. Yeah. So prior to doing this, what was your knowledge of the Māori Battalion in the Second World War? Uh, I've been uh, fortunate enough to be involved in a few productions that um, base a story around the uh, 28th. So in terms of, as a, as a performer, it was quite... Um, uh, I, I was with Taika Waititi in, in Tamatu, which we shot, oh no, how many years ago? Oh, yes. Four? About four or five years ago. And, you know, we got to do um, basic army training in Trentham. Uh, myself and Jared Rawuri, who's also in the, in the, in the cast. And so. you got to run around the old Wellington Hospital. Right. Oh, yeah, now, before they busted it down. Mm. So we had all that, um, all that wonderful art department. I mean, one of the guys was actually uh, from Lord of the Rings. So we had a whole heap of um, experienced sort of filmmakers help out with that for you know, no money. So it was great. And you know, from there I've been able to do uh, a few plays and a few TV doco drama things. And but it's you know, my one a few of my karawa were in there. And I So were you gr- did you grow up hearing these stories? I um uh, one of my karawas were um we heard that. So um I can say the resemblance. <laughs> so yeah, you know, in terms of uh, what sort of story am I trying to tell? It's I think you know it's important that we get it right for our for our rangatahi in order to show them what our komato are up to, you know, and why they joined and all the radu that they had to put up with, both you know, physically, internally, spiritually. I'm not sure now. Yeah, um, my. Uh, my my whanau, my both my grandfathers on on um, on both sides and their grandfathers were quite fortunate in that they were you know my great my great grandfathers were were too young for the to to go to World War One like way too young and my grandfathers were too young to go to World War Two um, so uh, none of my sort of close whanau went to went to war uh, prior knowledge to to the battalion to the two eight um, as, as real minimal um, before we started this four years ago, um, but I, I had read the novel. I had read um, Patricia Grace's novel and loved it. Loved it. I read it in a day. I really just soaked that up, and I really felt for it. And I, I was um, yeah honoured to be asked back then to to play this role of of two the the sort of the 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 character that that story is based around. And um, since then, since then, just been doing a lot of lot of research. Read the book again. Um, just you know, soaking off these guys who who've done a lot of my the pakeke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> soaking it up. <laughs>
So there's a range of you working together and so you could say there are some that are just starting out, there are some that have been around for ages. So towing it all, you'd be one of the one of the ages one. <laughs> <laughs> um it's great when you have people of you know experience with a wealth of experience like um Tina and Hone and Jason Takare who's um helping out with assistant directing and you know Kirky Torrance and myself I guess and then you have all these young bloods I mean just the enthusiasm that they bring in and the energy I means that we have to kind of lift up do you our remember that I remember, I do. I do remember thinking that I knew everything and I don't need anyone telling me what to do or just changing scenes that's, um, around. That's, um, did you know? Well, I don't you know, understand just, that. Just it's changing like you stuff around. You're young, though. You just got to fill in. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, we keep each other on. We, keep, we, all, we all look after each other and we keep each other on, on, you know, honest, I guess. So as long as we stay honest to the story, then that's probably. Um, and together as a whanau, in, you know. There's no yeah. really telling what we can, might might achieve, and vice versa. You know, as a as a young fella, as a young fella looking at these, look, like having this wealth of experience, and these old fellas running around with their um, walking sticks. It's, it's all right, you know. They they do need their boost. <laughs> no, they're um, it's great. It's great. You learn so much, and oh, they're not even teaching you, but they are. Because what you're doing, eh, is you're you're all building Māori mm. capacity in this art form. Yeah, I mean. Um, if we can inspire one of our rangatahi to perhaps follow our lead or, you know, to take it a step further, you know, if they want to become writers or they want to um, become set designers or, or, um, or wardrobe or, or actors or writers or directors, you know, there's so many things that they, you know, they have the potential to be whatever they want. So if we can help them along that journey, then that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Kia ora, Matariki Whatarau, Taungarua Emil, Kirk Torrance and Jared Rawiri, no ngā hau e And a shout out to Jason Tikari for his help and to the Tawata crew. Tours on at the moment as part of the International Arts Festival at Pipitia Marae Wellington. Head to our webpage radioNZ.co.nz forward slash te ahika and there are links if you want more info. And there are photos too. Bola Sarin to te ahika, Radio Nationaland. It's like the Olympics of Kapahaka, the National Performing Arts Festival Te Matatini will be staged next year in Rotorua. And the year before the national competition, each region from around the Musu is separated according to their waka. So for example, Te Arawa, that's the name of the waka pertinent to the Rotorua region. And the Kapahaka groups heading to Matatini from Te Arawa are Tu Haurangi Ngāti Wahiao, Te Matarai I Orehu, Ngā Uri o Te Whanoa, Kataore, Manaya e Ngā Pōtiki o Henehopu. From the neighbouring Matatua region are groups Te Whanoa Apanui, o Pōtiki Maitawhiti, Ruatahuna Kākahu Mauku, Tauira Maitawhiti and... Now, not everyone who competes in their own group lives there, so it's a mission to travel from where they live back to their hokainga or home for practices. Aida, and the travel back and forth can be a bit tiresome. But there's no place like home, which brings us to our series Kōrero. Bruce Aranga calls the hills, a.k.a. Ruatahuna home, but moved down to Wellington for work back in the 1960s and, like many Tsuhoe Uri, lived in Wellington. He's very much involved in this community in Lower Hutt as chair of Te Mangungu Marae. Ngā marae o te motu. Kia ora kōrua. <laughs> kia ora. Kia ora ngā mihi uh, o te marae. Uh, kia koe, Justine. Me te hunga no hoki e, e, e whakarongo mai nei ki a tātou kōrero. Kia ora. Bruce, where are we standing? We're standing right in the middle of the, the whārenui, um, and um, as, as you can see, as you look to the south wall there, there are uh, photographs of all the... Tipuna who've, who've passed on uh, over the years. And uh, that's the south wall, and to the north wall behind the, 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 the sliding doors is the altar. 
where the various churches, uh, when they have a need to, to use, utilize the Marai church, uh, they'll just uh, open up the sliding doors and, and celebrate Karakia. So just to describe um, the, um, the whare nui, it's, it doesn't have any, any whakaira or any carvings whatsoever. It's more, more like a mini hall, echoey, there's windows. Yes, that's, that's true. Um, over the years there, have, there has been no inclination, no desire, no wish uh, from anyone uh, to, to look at, at carving or, or providing some kōwhaiwhai work or tūkutuku for, for the marae itself. And, and it's exactly as it was in day one. What um, denomination is, is delivered here in terms of the hahi, Bruce? Um, well, we have a resident hahi here, which is the mihingare. Mihingare? Māori Anglican. Uh, but we also have an open door for all the other hahi. And I think it's, it's, it's only correct to mention that in the beginning, uh, Tehahi Ringatu were, were here yes. in, in, in this particular, uh, on this particular marae. So Tehahi Ringatu and, and Mihingare, but we have other Hahi as well. What does the name Te Mangungu mean, Millie? Kei te mohi o koe? Ki te aha. Um, te ingoa Mangungu, no hia te ra ingoa. Kei rotoi te paipera. Oh, in the, the Bible? Bible? What does um, it mean? It means the reed that was... Uh, there's a, a verse where it talks about the reed. The reed? Yeah, there's a reed that... And it was smashed up. Oh, yeah. okay. It, it represents the way Jesus, when he was crucified, a the pain reed. that he went through. Bruised but reed. The, the bruised reed. Yeah. When you have the... If you have a, a, a reed or a kakaho on, on its own, it's, it's, it's so easy to, to, to break. But if you, if you mesh them all up, there, you... you the reeds that grow in the swamps. The swamp. Oh, you know, yeah. in the old days, all our whanui, that was our uh, central heating. Keep our whanui warm was this kākaho. There's, there's some marae throughout the motu still... Uh, still had, had they used the kākaho. And, and so that if a bruised reed shall he not break. But it's got everything to do with, with, the, uh, with the Bible. Okay, so that is... Um, can, we, can we talk about any particular people on that wall that you want to mention, um, Millie? All those people had a big part to play in the Mangunu. Some were callers, some whaikora set at the paipai, those, those men up there, they sat at the paipai, and these ones are callers. That one, that one, that we all sort of shared, and that lady there, she's a caller. Um, then we know on that side is uh, from the coast, and about this side from, uh, from Hastings and that part. These ones from from Ruatoki, that that they stayed here. They were caretakers. That's my husband up there. Which one? This one here. Oh. That's my husband. What's up his there. name, Millie? Mac Hawiki, Maki Hawiki. Pirata. He's a pirata. How that got here, hey? They used to have uh, a hapachi, that's the kōti. Oh, the kōti. <laughs> is it a pencil drawing? 
Oh, no, it's like a photo. I don't know what it is. They used to have a hapachikune. They were a hapachikune for about three years. Ringa to Sabbath. They come in on the Friday night, have the kalakia Friday night, and then they would kalakia on the Saturday as well, and have a hakari, and then that's there every Saturday. And it used to be held here? Yes. That was the first hahi here. This premises, before it was gifted to the hahi Māori, to the Māori community, was used by the Methodist. Oh, the, I... Yes. Mm-hmm. And they vacated the, the... had no further use for it, so they gifted it over uh, to the community. Just a couple at, of, of the photographs... Yeah, okay. Right at the top there is the late um, Kingi Ihaka. When he was here in Wellington, uh, and next to him is the late uh, Reverend uh, Hepa Tayapa, who was also a a, uh, a clergy here in in, in Temangungu. And just below Hepa uh, is, is uh, Te Wākarahi, uh, a kaumātua of, of Ngai Tūhoe, uh, who was also prominent here on, on this marae. So many of these photos of people um, represent those who, who, who weren't necessarily from Pōneke, from yeah. Wellington, but they came from their respective... Yeah. Yes. Hokainga. And, and served, served uh, gave time and, and, and energy to, to the life of the, the Marae. Mm-hmm. Do you have a strong um, ahika today, Bruce? You know, people that careta- you know, caretakers of the Marae and. Mm. Uh, I'm reluctant to use the word strong. Uh, we, we certainly have capable. Uh, and and uh, uh, lots of uh, skills and talent and knowledge and wisdom and energy. Uh, uh, yes, plenty of those today. And the will to, to get things done. Our, our primary role or, or, or activities here is to cater for the community, for the community's needs. So that if if the community would would wish to to use the the marae for their for their bereavements for the tangihanga, aye, yes, uh, and and it gets used more for tangihanga than than anything else. What would the kawa be of the of this marae? Oh, the, the kawa um, is is negotiable, or the kawa is is. Uh, um so you've just explained that paiki is the kawa in which the host, the local tangata whenua, start off the whaikōrero, then once they finish it goes to the manuhiri, and once the last manuhiri speaker has ended, then it, the modi of the whaikōrero goes back to the hokainga to finish off. Yes. And, and what generally uh, takes pl- part place after that, for example, if it's a, a Pacific Islander, group that are coming in, uh, as soon as we've completed our formalities, uh, we hand the Māori over and we hand the keys over and we generally conclude by saying, uh, all yours, do your, <laughs> do your own thing yeah, yeah. and uh, drop the keys off when you when So finish. then does that mean that they have to self-cater and, and, and run, yes. I mean, effectively the hokainga? Yes, um, well, it's a community, community uh, amenity, yes. So the expectation is the community will 
uh, will do their own thing. Justin Murray, Radio New Zealand National, Tiahi Kam, here with uh, Bruce Aranga, who is the uh, chairman here at uh, Te Mangungu Marae in Nainai Lower Hut. And we've just left the Whareinui, and we're kind of walking our way. So it's one huge building, and the Whareinui is kind of right next door to the Kai, which we're in now. Um, it can seat 50 to 60 people? Yes, 50 to 60 people. Uh, but I'm sure that they've been able to manage with with more than that number. Um, there's also, uh, uh, we're also very flexible here. We, we can utilize the Whananui as well. Uh, oh, so you can eat in there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, for, for catering and hosting, so that uh, we can use the, the dining hall plus the, the Whananui as well. Yeah, and we do. Ngā marae o te motu. Kia ora, Bruce Aranga and Millie Hawiki nō te urewera. Talking about te māngungu marae in Nai Nai Loa Hut, there's a few pictures posted up online, radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahuka. Aneira, a Shane Teruki with this week's Whakatauki. He whakatauki e tāi e ngā so we chose a uh, and in, in consultation with the Kaumatu at home back in, in Maniapoto and other places, a Pakatauki that uh, would be agreeable to all parties. And hence it's a it's an old saying or directive uh, from the ancestors to sit at the foot of Uen that your people may prosper. Now, what that means is to take up the teachings of Wenku. Next week, I'm with Bruce Stewart at Taputiranga Marae. And I'm with the Karaua, Joseph Churchwood, who created a whole series of Māori fonts.